Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This week, the Ducks and Huskies do battle. Huskies can't stop the clock. This game's going to be over. And Oregon has come to Seattle. They're going to come out on top, fourth down and three. Back to throw. Quick throw. Incomplete! Oregon's going to get the ball back. This is an Oregon versus Washington week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Company. Off Hall Boulevard in Beaverton. Come tailgate at the largest grilling retailer center in the Pacific Northwest this Saturday. Or visit them online at grillworkspdx.com. Top with our pads. Oregon versus Washington week with Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Second hour of the show. Why are these open so long? <laughs> got get, to gotta get it all in, man. Commercial breaks are like eight minutes long. <laughs> no, dude. Get right to the meat. That's all I want to do. I just want to get to the meat. I don't even want to stop half the time. I just want to transition from baseball to college football. Hey, what happens if we just keep going? Did somebody eventually walk in and fire us? Like, if we just don't stop? Uh, I've been a part of a, an email string that says, yeah, that's, that eventually uh, it happens. a lot yeah. of things. Somebody, yeah. somebody will eventually kick well, in the door. We get roped into the mistakes of other shows locally. Yeah, that happens. That when they screw up and it throws things off, we somehow get attached to that. And I ask Swag, and Swag's always like, it's not us. And yeah. I'm like, then why are we on the email? <laughs> don't put me in that email. I don't want to be in that email. I delete those emails. By the way, shout out to all of our listeners who were uh, suffering through some cutouts this morning. We love you. We hope you're sticking with us. And uh, the radio things are going great. We have radio cutouts, radio cutouts. Yeah, it's a good thing that we got an engineer we can call. <laughs> Wait, I actually would love to call Joey and just have him live on air. Can we call him live on air? Just get him see what Joey sounds like. I think legally uh, you're supposed to get permission for it, but yeah, uh, what? What do you want? <laughs> he's got a Seth Rogen laugh. Have you ever heard him chuckle? He does have a really good chuckle. He's he's like a 6'2, he's a bigger guy. And, Six two, and he's got this. Oh, he's got a really good stoner chuckle. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It sounds like it's the radio that's cutting out, and the app's doing okay. But then oh, somebody texted in earlier today that said the app sucks. So oh. I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's both. Not sure, but you know, <laughs> happy Tuesday. <laughs> Swag's hands are rubbing his eyes. Things are going great, man. <laughs> Just, so I can't do anything about it. No, There's nothing we, anybody can do. It's not our department. My wedding. Yeah. yeah. Come on. They were at our wedding. What's they going were. on? We love you. Thought about calling you last week just to upset your vacation because you called me <laughs> in my wedding. 
Hey, uh, we got fired. Sorry. I did a segment and I didn't give the Ducks defense enough credit and the boss walked in and he fired me. Don't you know what station this is now? Why are you even here this week, Sprague? This is Husky Duck Week. Get your ass out of here. Quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. Uh, let's hear from Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer. Uh, we both listened to the Dan Lanning press conference. Yeah. I listened to a lot of press conferences yesterday. I love watching press conferences. Do you? I don't know why. Uh, I watch them all every week. I know you do because you it's, text about it. It's really weird. Swag, seven eighteen mark <laughs> landing presser. Get it? I mean, there's nothing really that ever comes out of them. I always watch just to see if there's content for the show or injury updates and that kind of stuff. But I, don't, I thought the landing one was pretty good last night. Uh, here is Dan Lanning. This is the one you liked on his ability. Michael Penix has had some really good pass protection this year, which is why he's been able to torch teams. Mm-hmm. Here's Dan Lanning. Uh, his take on his defensive front seven, and their maybe ability to get pressure on Penix? Well, they throw the ball a lot, right? So there's going to be potentially opportunities, but they've done a great job protecting. I think it's about taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves, not trying to force something. You know, it starts with personnel. When you have great personnel and multiple guys that can play, I think that that helps. And we've had a lot of guys that can play that, you know, in some ways their snap counts might have been diminished, but the performance has actually stepped up. And I think um, that's something that our guys have really embraced. You know, that there's a lot of areas. This game could break down to somebody blocked a field goal or punt or somebody dropped a touchdown pass. Sometimes these games go like that. Mm-hmm. I have been thinking for two weeks getting into this game, I think your defensive line versus their offensive line and the ability to make Penix feel pressure, whether that's feel like he's got to get the ball out a little quicker than normal or move around and create chaos, I, I'm kind of circling that right now. And saying that may be the the victory for Oregon if their defensive line can apply that pressure. If Penix can cook, I just don't know if anybody can stop that offense if he's ha- if he has all this time. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that matchup, defensive line versus UW offensive line, might be the matchup of matchups this week. Stat wise, these are the two best offensive lines in the Pac-12 in terms of pass protection at this point in the season. I believe both Washington and Oregon have only given up three sacks. Which, when you think about how much Washington has thrown the ball. That's pretty remarkable, um, and I'm, I'm glad that he pointed out that Penix does a really good job of identifying pressure. He understands where free rushers are coming from. He understands the times that he needs to get rid of the ball quickly because protection is always a balance. Some of it is, yeah, you got to win up front, and that's a huge part of it. But also sometimes it's they're bringing more rushers than we can handle. You have to understand where they're coming from, where your hot route is, and where you can get rid of the football. And Penix is elite at that. And so it's really hard to get pressure on him. They only give up three sacks and throw the ball as much as they have. Uh, that That's a pretty crazy stat. And I, I tend to agree with you. Like you asked me yesterday, what is the one advantage that maybe Oregon has in this game? I don't quite know why it is, but the sack numbers for Washington's front have not been very good so far this season. Some of that is just product of the opponent you played. And sometimes you play teams that don't throw the ball a ton. Like sometimes these stats can be misleading because they have two really good elite edge rushers that are back. But for Oregon, those numbers have ticked up. And I wanted to pull that because I, what they've been able to do this year defensively, this isn't just in the front, it's also in the secondary. When you go look down, Jeff Schwartz put this up, I think, after their win over Stanford. And it was the percentage of snaps played by guys in their front. 
the numbers are drastically down from last year for Oregon because they just have more depth. They can rotate. You can rotate guys in and out. Like, Brandon Dorless is only playing 50% of the snaps this year on defense. Uh, Jordan Birch, your big addition, 42%. Like, you go Casey Rogers, 42%. Mateo, 38%. Keep him fresh. You go down the list, and it's all the the highest number is Brandon Dorless at 50, and everybody else is below that. And so rotating guys in has really kept them fresh. Here is Dan Lanning just talking about Washington's offense in general. They probably give the biggest variety of, you know, pre-snap motions and shifts um, of any team that we've played so far this year. You know, they have a, a great deep passing attack, but I think also Mike has a, the ability to get rid of the ball when he does have pressure on him. So I think when he knows if somebody's free, he knows where it's coming from. He does a good job eluding that pressure. You know, there's a couple times last year where we had him hemmed up and we didn't finish. Um, he did a good job avoiding it. He probably doesn't get enough credit for that. So Michael Penix has an ability to kind of extend plays. Mm-hmm. I still think the key would be make him feel uncomfortable, make him move and not be able to lock on with whoever he wants to throw the ball to. Uh, interesting note from that, and the reason I wanted to pull it, was the pre-snap motion. That's that's becoming a, a pretty big deal in football in general. The NFL, Shanahan talked about this. McDaniels has, mm-hmm. in Miami, in- implemented this with Tyreek Hill. McVay has stolen it, right? You're seeing... You're getting your speed guys or your back or whoever, you're putting them in motion at snap, and it it throws it off. They talked about this on on the um, the, the Ringer podcast after the Niner-Cowboy game. The, the reason they're able to succeed is San Francisco with, with, the, uh, with the pre-snap motion was throwing Dallas off to the point where they knew that if they sent certain guys certain ways, they knew who was going to react to it. And then they would know from that where to go with the ball. Yeah. Like, it's amazing thinking like that. But I think that's a big part for landing and company is just kind of how do you deal with the pre-snap motion? Because for him to mention it, I think it's a big deal. And it's something they're probably practicing a lot with their practice squad guys of, hey, if this guy, you know, Odunze, you know, dummy Odunze in, in practice squad, if he's moving this direction – you, you know, I mean, I, they're probably sorting a lot of these coverages out with the pre-snap motion. I, I think a lot of it, too, gets back to this is getting really nerdy football-y, but I kind of like doing it. But this is but what wins the games for teams, totally. the separation between these things. This is why defensive coaches will always talk about communication, because when you're using motion, you can lose guys. Like, how many times do we see touchdowns on Saturdays or Sundays, and it's a guy that went in motion to the other side of the line of scrimmage, you see one corner pass him off to a linebacker, and they're trying to communicate, and then he runs his route, and he's completely uncovered because right. somebody didn't pick him up like you have to communicate you have to know what coverage you're in and a lot of times what it does is not only just change the defensive looks that you're getting but it helps your quarterback understand like Eli and Peyton talk about this all the time on their Manning cast it just gives the quarterback an indicator are you in man-to-man coverage or are you in zone is somebody following that slot wide receiver from one side of the line of scrimmage to the other if they are then it's a pretty good tell that they're in zone are they passing them off the way they're communicating you could pick up tells from a defense just by using motion and formation changes and it's why all of the elite offenses do it. And when you watch an offense that doesn't do it, that sucks, you just laugh. Like, why don't you steal this stuff from other teams? It clearly works. It clearly helps quarterbacks. It clearly makes it more challenging on defenses, and not enough teams do it. All the good ones do, though. Didn't get to Kalen DeBoer. I pulled some cuts from Kalen DeBoer and, you know, kind of see what he's thinking about this Oregon matchup. Uh, it's a very interesting comments on Oregon. So we'll get to that coming up next. We got Jonathan Smith audio to get to. Don't forget the mail sack. Is it 8.15? So get those uh, mail sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Uh, we'll listen to Kaylin Aborn next on 1080 The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Kalen DeBoer rap that got leaked last night. Here it is. Well, taking shoulders. shots at the Ducks, is that what he was doing? Yeah. He's making it personal, huh? Yeah, here we go now. <laughs> I forgot how long the preamble to this song is when I was putting it back in the rotator today. Imagine a college coach actually making something like this. A rap video, a diss video. Golden State Warriors are a bunch of booty flakes. <laughs> booty flakes? Is that what he said? Booty. Nobody likes Golden State. That's right. They even choked against the Cavaliers <laughs> in the finals. Oh, damn right, Z Dog. Why do we have this? Why did we do this to ourselves? <laughs> just thought I'd brighten up your morning. We're apparently the radio's not working. I'm just looking for something to laugh about. That's all. Thinking about you, Z Doggy. Hope you're doing okay. Love you, Z Doggy. Uh I went and listened to the Kalen DeBoer press conference. I told you this a couple weeks ago. I think UW does it right. UW rolls out D coordinator. Offensive coordinator and then head coach. You're telling me it's not a competitive disadvantage to have your coordinators do interviews every week? Is that what you're telling me? I just, you know, I find the approach <laughs> in college football so interesting where you get these coaches who are like zero talking to the coordinators and other coaches are like, I don't really care. Like, yeah. it's not gonna, I personally, I'm not in it, so it's easier for me to say this. I tend to believe like no advantage is given when a coordinator answers like five questions. They give you, no, I mean, a, a, the vast majority of, of it is football cliches. But I, I also enjoy the the four coaches we have in the corner schools up here in the Northwest, and I know it's going to cease to exist. But you know, really, they're all kind of like they're they're all uniquely themselves. Mm-hmm. You never feel, I at least I don't, I don't feel like any four of them are trying to be somebody they're not. Dickert is, you know. Fired up, happy about the opportunity that he has up there at Pullman, willing to fight back against people and speak up for himself in the university. I yes, love that. Is. Dan Lanning, uh, really smart with social media. His swagger, his kind of confidence you can see when he's just staring at a reporter waiting to answer a question. DeBoer has such a nonchalant, I'm the best mechanic in this shop vibe that you're like, yeah, I want that guy fixing my car. And then Jonathan Smith, quirky, uh, you know, not willing or wanting to answer certain kinds of questions, but, like, just be him. He's not ever going to change who he is. And I I like that about the four coaches in the Northwest right now. I agree with you. And so watching Kalen DeBoer's press conference, I took away a few things. I want to start, what do you think Kalen DeBoer's read is just in general on the rivalry with Oregon? He was asked about it. Here's what he had to say. Hated, I think, amongst the fans, you know, for a week. I mean, but it's 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 healthy, you know, in my mind. That's what college football is all about. You look around the country, and there were some games this weekend, and 
um, you know, that that's what's fun. You know, you can't help but turn turn the channel to that game and watch it if you're, uh, you know, living in any other part of the country, and that's what this game's all about. Um, you know, the the fans and the, the hypes and all the story, hype and all the stories that, uh, you know, surround, uh, like, the ebbs and flows of, uh, you know, decades of this rivalry uh, are really, really cool, and um, we're excited to be a part of it this year, and, um, you know, because of where we're at in our season and the records, um, the rankings, um, it certainly means a lot. You remember when Chip Kelly did the nameless, faceless thing? <laughs> my my theory, my my dark web theory is that Duck fan actually hated it and refused to acknowledge that publicly because Chip was doing things they'd never seen before. And he was a god. He put him at the forefront of college football and made <laughs> yeah. Nick Saban comment on him. I love when coaches acknowledge rivalries. I think it's absolutely stupid on their on their behalf to downplay it and do the nameless, faceless thing. He didn't say anything controversial, but I love that he's acknowledging how important it is to the fans yeah. and how that it, it symbolizes college football in a way, having these games. Dude, this, this weekend is bigger than any game either of these teams have played so far this year. And anybody that tells you otherwise is just lying to you. And I, t- I agree with you. I hated the chip stuff. I don't remember if I said it at the time because he was so damn good. But the fact that we have coaches on both sides that acknowledge that, yes, it's different. Now, you don't want to let it lead into, I don't know who Washington plays next week. I know Oregon plays Washington State. You don't want to let it lead into if you win this weekend, then there's a letdown. Because we've seen that a lot in college football with different teams. And sometimes putting all your eggs in one basket leads to the letdown. Right. It's not a, it's not a rivalry dirt, but this exists in the sport, and we know it because we just saw this happen in Notre Dame. Yeah. They played the Ohio State game. Yeah. And then they follow it up with a close one and then a loss. And it's like, eh, okay, like there's lingering effects from big games. So that's the danger, I think, in putting all your eggs in one basket. But I love when they acknowledge there's hatred, man. This this week means more to the fans. It means more to the programs, whether you win or lose, than it does against any other team really on your schedule. I thought this was a good question because I've actually been wondering this too. UW's last game two weeks ago was against Arizona in the desert. Massive lead, blown lead. Had to play all the way to the end to secure to secure the victory. He was asked, DeBoer, if he thought that was kind of an advantage for him in sense of you didn't have to sit your starters the fourth quarter of a game that many people thought you could end up blowing them out. Was there is there any benefit to having to play the full four quarters with your starters? Here's what he had to say. The mindset, I think, is what it always is, and having uh, you know to to get some first downs or get some stops in big moments, um, and you know uh, have another level uh, of intensity for a longer um, longer extended period of time. Um, it's certainly now that we've gone through it, you know, uh, we can learn from the things that maybe we could have done better to not put ourselves in that spot. But having gone through it, uh, you know, it certainly you know isn't going to hurt us. I don't think. And I think that's what a good coach would say. And I I could see Lanning saying this. Dickert, Smith, whoever. I, I just I feel like that's a really good answer. It's coach speak, but it's true. Like you have moments where you got to make key third down stops to get off the field, or hey, we need to pick up this first down to extend the clock. Those matter. Having that feeling and not feeling pressure, but so so much saying, we've been here, we've done this. It's a huge benefit for them. Yeah, I, I would look at that game from a couple of weeks ago, and I, I don't know how much impact they're going to get. I know the final score was 31-24, to 24, and so you look at it at the end and you say, okay, Washington got pushed a little bit. I, I don't know. Watching that game, did it ever really feel like they were in doubt of losing? Did no. it ever really feel like they were in trouble? No, it didn't. Not to me. But And Landing said as much in the presser last night. It was like, 
because somebody yeah, said, well, yeah. they struggled. And he's like, they didn't struggle. I mean, the final score was, yeah, touchdown win. But that last touchdown for Arizona came with, what, two minutes to go on the clock? And, and there was an onside kick. Exactly. Uh, UW scored 31 points. I This whole they struggled. Like, I, yeah. I'd love to have 31 points. Penix threw for 363 yards and was 30 of 40 in the game. And had no touchdowns because they rushed all their touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you could have had yeah. two or three of those and things. Four rushing touchdowns. But I, I think... While you, what you're saying is true, I still think it's what he's talking about, right? It's okay. We've been off, we've been run off the field a couple times offensively. Can we get a key stop, or can we do something in the game where it feels like Arizona's kind of coming back, even though they really weren't? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying it's a benefit over Oregon. I'm saying going into the game, I think he's hitting on something a little right here of just having guys not relinquish the competitiveness for a quarter and sit on the sidelines and joke. They had to go the full yeah. full four rounds against Arizona to get it done. And I do think just in terms of having guys actually play four quarters and not being able to take your foot off the gas like they've done in every other game, I, you, you can view that as a positive. I think when you look at battle tests, and now you can view this as a negative or positive depending on how you feel about the game this weekend. I think Oregon's game at Texas Tech was much more of a test than anything that Washington has gone through Without this year. Without a doubt it was. Now, does that mean that Oregon's not as good as Washington because they were tested by Texas Tech, or does it mean they're going to use that experience to their advantage this weekend? I don't know. But I do think being in those atmospheres is really important for teams of knowing like, hey, we got it. This is a, like our season's on the line. We can't lose this game. We got to come up with a stop here. Um, but I, the, the rivalry aspect of it is, is fun. There is a lot of hatred. I, I wasn't here to talk about it last week, but the Big Ten released their future schedules. Oh, that was a great show. That until was so 2028. Fun. Me and Swag <laughs> almost nailed all the first 2024 uh, games. I mean, it was like, look, it's it's sad, but it's also fun to look forward to exciting matchups. Like there's a balance there. One aspect of this, and I this I, this is the weird part about talking all uh, about everything going on, because I feel bad for the two fan bases that are still looking for a home. The one aspect of this that I'm really excited about is the fact that this rivalry game is going to be protected. Like we're losing a lot of things that we love as college football fans, and as an Oregon fan, I'm losing a lot of the things that I love. The Washington rivalry needed to be protected at all. Like, if this was the move you were making, this game had to stay. And there's already a ton of animosity, but knowing that it will be a protected game year in and year out in the Big Ten, and you're going to play Washington every single season, at least there will be some small sense of normalcy. You know, the fan bases of Washington State and Oregon State have always gotten a little sideways and pissed. And I, I do understand it. Of oh, totally. I get Duck it. Duck and Husky fans saying this is the rivalry for them. Well, I mean, sure, it, it can be a rivalry. I, I, I don't know why both can't exist, like why both can't just stand alone as, hey, they're different rivalries for different reasons. They always have, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was an element, I think, of that, of Oregon State, Washington State fan feeling left out of the conversation a week ago, given what happened, and then... Yeah, you don't know what your schedule is, you don't know what conference you're going to be in. But also the uncertainty, right? Like, there's litigation going on right now with this Pac-2 lawsuit, and so it doesn't feel like Oregon... Oregon State or Washington, Washington State or games are going to exist much longer. No, at least not in the short term. And so, like, I think that's another thing to maybe stick in the craw is what you're saying of, yeah, it still exists, Oregon, Washington, and that's, I guess, a good thing. But in a way, like, you also do the you do lose the other rivalry games at least. You do. It sucks, and I hate the I hate the loss of normalcy. I hate the loss of the things that we've loved about this conference for a long time, and it still doesn't make any sense why we got here. Uh, we can, I mean, you can beat that dead horse as long as you want. It's frustrating, but at least for Oregon and Washington fans, and this is, I mean, you're going to hate this if you're a Cougar or a Beaver, and I totally understand where you're coming from. At least this one will still exist for us, and we'll have some sense of a rivalry game that matters because there's nothing worse than when teams join a new conference and you try and create one. It just doesn't happen. You know who Colorado's rival is in the Pac-12? Yeah. 
Utah. Never made sense. Never. It's not a rivalry, but they play rivalry week because they both join, and it's like, all right, well, we're the new guys. Let's You're play. You're kind of mountain zone. Everybody else is already paired up yeah. and has a you know has a date for the dance. We need a date, and so they ended up playing. It's just not a rivalry. At least this one will exist in the Big Ten. Uh. Do you want to get to Chet versus Wimby, or what do you want to do next? For the love of God, no. No. Why? What is the matter with you? Did you watch it all? No, I did not. It's preseason basketball. Nobody cares. Wimby looked good. You want to do a segment on Connor Bedard making his NHL debut tonight? I don't think so. No, because Chet Wimby's bigger. (laughs) I want to talk some more college football. Okay. I'm going to keep going on college football. Okay, we'll stick in college football. we got the mail sack to get to at 8.15 and at 8.30. Our guy Bill Oram of the Oregonian Columnist. We'll uh, talk some Pac-12 football with him at 8.30. Dirt and Sprague, uh, a whole lot more to get into. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A text at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Sprague is a sicko. Why? For trying to talk about preseason NBA over college or NFL <laughs> football. Stop being a cap pervert. Dude, Chet and Wimby was fun last night. Another one, uh, I got texted in where I don't know, I got to scroll back and find this through all the complaints about the radio not working. Uh, anytime Sprague's try, Sprague tries to put in a basketball segment that isn't actual breaking news or a legit preview <laughs> uh, discussion before the regular season begins, I believe it warrants a two minutes in the penalty box. <laughs> it is football season. Nobody cares. Yeah, but Jalen Williams looked really good for the Thunder. <laughs> and I just want to say... I started laughing so hard when you put that poll question out Which last night. one? <laughs> the EN. Stop there's, it. What are we doing right now? Stop it. There's Stop multiple Jalen Williams. Stop I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's one from Santa Clara. And there's... I'm just going to start playing drops Morgan until Stipe. you shut up. Nobody cares, okay? Why am I getting yelled at You right legitimately now? in a poll question last night <laughs> in which there was a Monday night football game be- uh, between the Raiders and the Packers, which not a great game, but it's the Raiders <laughs> and the Packers, and I guarantee you that number was huge. By the way, side tangent, Joe yeah. Buck's wife is now working for ESPN. I, Has that always I, been a thing? I saw this too, and I thought, is this... 
Like, did she have a job at some some other news network? I have never seen her she, before in my life. She was not bad. Not bad, but she did a pregame hit, and he said, nice job, babe. And she, she said, said, thanks, babe. It's <laughs> like, this is weird. And then she did the, well, because SVP was out with his voice. Oh, is that why he wasn't there? So Buck hosted the opening I of saw Countdown, that part, yeah. And then when he had to go to the booth, they brought her in, and she was on the studio show with Clark Spears and uh, RG3. <laughs> And she's just like, hey, guys. And she was just hanging out doing the hosting job. <laughs> Interviewing Jack Eichel at halftime with the Stanley Cup. Like, this is kind of weird, but she's yeah, not bad. I but mean, not awful. It's a different form of nepotism, I guess. But that's how we roll these days. Yeah, would you call that nepotism? Uh, yeah. I've never seen his wife before on ESPN. Now she's on ESPN. Like hosting the biggest show hosting that they have. Hosting Monday Night Football <laughs> for a Raiders and Packers game. A little bit. I mean, if your wife was okay at it, why not? You put in a poll question. What did you watch tonight? Monday mm. Night Football, the MLB playoffs, Chet versus Wemby preseason or other. And I love I love that that was in there. I lo- Somehow 8% voted, so maybe I shouldn't be making fun of it. It's the is- number one pick in the draft it's against the guy who missed count. his rookie year. It's a game that doesn't count. I mean, it counts in can the... He, can they both get to the regular season healthy? If they can do that, then I'll watch them play. <laughs> can they make it there? Can they make it to game one? This is now going to turn into a basketball segment. I mean, so you shut your this. mouth, though. You're there. the one that did it. Shut your mouth. It was a good matchup. Uh, how do we feel about Oklahoma? We haven't talked about that game much. Good. From this Chet looked awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. you did that. Shut up. Okay. Uh, they want a lot of people. I saw a swag and spring in the line took Texas. Like if you would ask me to gamble on this yeah. game last week, I would have taken Texas. I just, we just didn't really know what to make of Oklahoma. Their wins in the weeks prior were Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, and Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Like that's a not that's a nothing burger of opponents. And this was a game that they lost, by the way, forty nine to nothing last year. Yeah. With the back, Gabriel couldn't play; he was hurt. Their defense has improved. They have a manageable schedule going forward. Are we there on? Is one game enough to say Oklahoma? is quote-unquote back to do the Texas thing to them. Yeah, this is going to sound kind of dumb to a lot of people, including myself. I'm still not convinced they're quite to the playoff level. Now, are they good enough to win the Big 12? I mean, certainly. I could be wrong on this, but I'm looking at the schedule here. So UCF this weekend. UCF, eh, this year, not that great. But it is kind of what we just talked about. They just had a big emotional revenge game. And we see this in the NFL, and we damn sure see it in college. There's an emotional and physical toll with these games, I think is what we learned. Yeah. UCF, they should be able to roll UCF. I'm not looking past that game. Then you're at Kansas, who's a top 25 team. And even though they're not as good this year, Oklahoma State on the road. That's the last bedlam, though. Remember that, too. They're already saying Oklahoma State's flat out said we're never playing that game again. And that's what I was going to cite is Oklahoma State's not that good this year, but it's the last rivalry of it. And then you kind of end the game, interestingly, at home against West Virginia. That's not as bad as I thought they would be. And then you're at BYU. Gabriel was an absolute stud. Welcome to the Heisman Trophy conversation, Dylan Gabriel. He's having a big year. He did it with his legs and his arm. But for some reason, I don't know if I'm buying it to the level of playoff talk yet. Hmm. And that was an impressive win. And in the same way, I haven't eliminated Texas out of my playoffs. So does it make sense today? No, but I just, I'm not sure if I'm sold on Oklahoma yet. And part of the reason is they looked so bad last year that I want to see them kind of go through nine, 10 games 
maybe before I conclude what I think they are. This is a really tough go. Like, the Big 12 gets the last laugh because they survived and they gobbled up the rest of the Pac-12 teams, and I hope that they continue that trend because they should take Oregon State and Washington State, and they should take Gonzaga and basketball. I think all those are good signs or good things that should happen for the sport. This is a really rough last year of the current iteration of the conference, though, is it not? Like, unless West Virginia, you mentioned them. West Virginia and Oklahoma are the only two undefeated teams left in conference play. Yeah. Somehow West Virginia is 2-0. 4-1. And 4-1. And their only loss was to Penn State. And they were actually competitive for a large chunk of that game in Happy Valley in the opening weekend of the year. If you end up getting an undefeated or one-loss Oklahoma against a one-loss Texas in the Big 12 title game and everybody else starts falling by the wayside, that's a rough way to go out. They added Central Florida. They're 0-3 in Big 12 play right out of the gate. Houston is 0-2. Cincinnati is 0-2. BYU, I think, has won a Big 12 game. They're 1-1. They haven't looked great yeah. early on, so it's like, okay. like that. You're, you're trying to label yourself as we're one of the big three conferences just because we're still technically standing. But if you lose Oklahoma and Texas, and this is maybe finally the year that those two programs screw their heads on right and get it figured out, mm-hmm. Texas appears to be back, Oklahoma with the big win, that's a, that's a tough go because what's your spin going into next year? And I think if you're one of the Pac-12 teams, and this I hope eventually includes Oregon State and Washington State, I'm licking my lips saying bring it on, dude. Who's If you take out the incoming Pac-12 teams, who's the best program in the Big 12 left when Oklahoma and Texas leave? Uh, Kansas? <laughs> okay. I mean, Leopold's winning. He's They're doing good things. Maybe BYU Before this year, you might have said Oklahoma State, but TCU. Oklahoma State's been bad. TCU, sure. Oklahoma State feels TCU's like... TCU's 3-3 three and three this year and 1-2 and two in Big 12 play. Yeah, that win suddenly not impressive for Colorado. The Oklahoma State thing is weird, too. It's like an, a sub, like, kind of Reddit yeah. thing. I don't know if they're happy with him anymore. No. I don't. They, their support at their last game was pretty awful compared to what they usually do in yeah. uh, Stillwater. I watched that. It was a weekday game, wasn't it? Didn't they play a Friday game or something? I played was, a Friday night game. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a Friday night game. But it just it feels like they're kind of starting to check out on Gundy, and I kind of don't blame him. He's been there so long. Yeah. And you can argue as he tapped it out. I, I don't know. But to answer your question, I don't know if I can. Is it Kansas? Is is West Virginia, is Neil Brown suddenly going to be a good coach? Is Texas Tech going to get the rest together? Can Can Kalani Sataki at BYU figure this out? I don't know. What I want to ask you, though, is this. What do you do if you're the committee, the playoff committee, with this situation? Okay. Georgia undefeated wins the SEC. They're in. Michigan undefeated wins the Big Ten. They're in. Just for local argument's sake. Oregon undefeated wins the Pac-12. Okay, they're in. Oklahoma undefeated wins the Big 12. Florida State undefeated wins the <laughs> ACC. I'm I'm Who honest to left God, out. Yeah. How team? do you how do you pick four out of those five? I would have to say Oklahoma gets left out. Why? Because I think of all the conferences, the Big 12 is the worst. But they have one of the best wins on the schedule because they, they probably sure. beat Texas twice in that scenario. That is true. They also played Arkansas State, Tulsa. And what's their last name? SMU. SMU. Or no, SMU's a conference game No, now. SMU's not in the Big 12. Oh, not We're going yet. to the oh, ACC. That's right. that's right. Thank so you. So your non-conference is Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulsa. Let's play the Michigan one. See yeah, but, Michi- like, but Michigan's going to get the benefit. This is stupid, and this is what right. I bring up, but they're going to get the benefit of the last two years. Because the Penn State, Ohio State, and, and as you mentioned, You would past. have two elite yeah. wins in conference, not just one, because I think you're going to look at the end of the year, and there's a legitimate chance there's only two teams in the Big 12 that are ranked. I don't think the and Big, Oklahoma and Texas yeah. are going to be the only two. I don't. I don't think the Big Twelve is a strong conference. I think it's the worst conference, top to bottom. 
But I also am like, I'm watching the ACC right now, and they got some ranked teams, but they could easily have some of those teams drop out by the end of the year. Yeah, that's very true. So it's like, I don't know, it's very interesting this to me. This won't happen, but it's I a know. fun thought experiment to play. Well, but, you know, this is, I think there's a segment to talk about, if you want to expand the playoff, that's fine. Is the human model the way to go? Mm. Do you implement the BCS back in with the top 12? Yeah. Now, you want to do the conference champion thing, that's fine. But... This is where the human error plays a part almost every year in college football. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. I I, I want to read a couple thoughts on this because some are coming into the Vancouver Four Text now. We'll stick in college football, a storyline that should be talked about more that I'm now getting a little alarmed by. We'll get back into the NFL coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, don't forget your mail sack questions coming in, 503-864-6326. We'll get to those coming up at 815. Back after this on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For our Beaver brethren out there, it's also Oregon State versus UCLA weekend. Can I read you a text? For our Cougar brethren, it's also Washington State Arizona weekend. Very excited for both those games, too. What do you got? I got a text uh, from Big Woodchuck who says, My hope as Oregon State fan is someday there's going to be an Oregon State versus blank week on your radio program, not this Oregon versus Washington Bowl. I also feel really bad. I I, uh, don't mean to derail you, but yeah, we're talking college football. Keep going. I actually feel really awful right now. I just did the thing that I don't like that people do to other people. And like I did it and I instantly felt gross. And I was like, why did I just do this for no reason? We have a we have a coworker in the building that is really going through it as a sports fan, and I kind of just like rubbed his face in the stuff he's going through, and mm. I feel really awful about that. And I don't even know why I did it. I might have to bring this up in therapy. So I'm wearing a Brave sweatshirt after we read the text of me turning off the game and following <laughs> yes. via pop-up notification. You quit your team yesterday in the fifth inning. Did you have fire in your gut? I didn't have fire in my gut. You had no fire in your gut. They did, thankfully. And I saw our, our wonderful coworker Joe Fish. Oh, I rubbed his nose in it yesterday too. So I, I am wearing a brave sweatshirt. I say, Joe, he's not acknowledging me. And I, I go, Joe, look at me. I'm wearing the sweatshirt of my team who won because <laughs> he's an O's fan. <laughs> and then I don't know why, but I just also commented because he didn't respond. I went, go Niners, because <laughs> he's also a Cowboy fan. 
And I'm afraid at this point now, I'm afraid of what you're going to be on Monday if your team loses, but I'm really sure. actually getting afraid of what Joe Fish is going to be if the Huskies win this game Saturday. That's a pretty rough two-week stretch. You know what I asked him as I was, he was walking into the building yesterday as I was walking out of the building? I asked him if his team doesn't win a game in the playoffs, does it count as them making the playoffs? <laughs> Here, can I can I make an argument though of why it's okay to make fun of him? They didn't win in sixteen either, did they? A playoff game? I don't think they won a game. I think that was a the, one one game wild card. Let me pull. Uh, they 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 did lose a wild card. When was the last yeah. time they won a playoff? <laughs> they game? had a year where they randomly made like the ALCS that you're going to forget about. Wasn't that the Brady Anderson juiced up fifty home run season? <sighs> oh, dude, that's I mean, like oh six. No, there was a. I feel like there was another one. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Let okay. me pull it up. Okay, they made the ALCS in 2014. With Buck Showalter, they got swept by the Tigers. Okay, so 2014. Okay. They lost the wild card game in 2016 uh, to the Blue Jays. That was the last time that they were in the playoffs. I feel like it's okay to make fun of him because he will, like, unsolicited, bring up his team to you. Oh. And if you do that as a sports fan, that's fine. But I'm going to make fun of you when your team doesn't play well. Like, I have this stance with Ryan Cooley, the lovely Ryan Cooley. Mm. He loves talking about the New York Giants. I personally don't really care about the New York Giants, but he loves sharing his thoughts on the New York Giants. I'm going to make fun of them when they lose. I mean, they're one in four. I if you make me go through Giants talk, I'm going to make fun of them when they lose. If you walk into the studio randomly and you start ranting about the Baltimore Orioles, who I don't really care that much about, and you're giving me Baltimore Orioles facts, eh, I'm going to shove it in your face. But I feel bad because Joe's legitimately, we don't see a lot of our coworkers. No. We're, we're here, and even when we hang out, quote unquote, we're out at 10 a.m., yeah. Like, I'm not going to hang out here till 11. I'm done with my job. I'm, I'm I'm punching out. I'm ready to go home. Joe is largely the one I see the most of the fan staff. Yes. And I like Joe a lot. I He's love my Joe dude. Fisher. Me and Joe text, not all the time, but we text. Yeah. And I just had a lot of guilt. It rained on me. Like, it just felt like a cold shower going down my back. <laughs> he didn't respond to any of it. Yeah. He basically was like, cool. And he just kept looking down at his phone that somebody who got rejected by a girl would do. <laughs> we love and you, I, Joe. I, I feel really bad that I did that to Joe Fish because Joe know, Fish didn't fandom, deserve man. that. That's fandom. I we, we make fun of people when they lose. That's what happens. But even though— I'm, You know how many texts I'm gonna, and tweets I'm going to get on Saturday night if Oregon loses to Washington? And guess what? I'm going to deserve every single one of them. Sure. You know how many cocky tweets I'm going to send out if Oregon wins oh, that game? God, I'm going to be insufferable next week. You're going to get muted If Oregon life. wins that game. Yeah. This, is this is what we love about it. Like, if you can't— Take it, get out of the kitchen. That's what I got to say. But my favorite thing is we're talking trash to each other and none of us are playing the game. Like oh, that's the beauty of sports. Hey, my jersey beat your jersey. My fat ass is sitting <laughs> home on the couch. I'm still going to make fun of you. You don't think I'm going to make fun of Swag when his Dodgers get swept tomorrow out of the first round of the playoffs? I'm going to make fun of my on? Dodgers when they get swept out of the playoffs Your Braves losing in the first the round of the playoffs? The only thing I really? will say hey. is, I told you this was coming back in you July. Did. You called this. You Te knew it was coming. I have not been fully invested that this is a World <laughs> Series run about to happen this season. Technically, it's the second round. Okay, it's the divisional round. Wild card weekend already happened. Like, you at least call it that if my Braves lose. Uh, Dodgers have lost their last five <laughs> postseason games overall. Yikes. It's got to hurt to not win a title since 88. It has to Okay. <laughs> I know it doesn't feel the same. It you, doesn't feel. You, you know it's not the same. You know it, and you will not publicly acknowledge it, but deep, deep down, deep down, you Why know Why do we it? suck so much? Yeah. I mean, big payroll. Massive payroll. Every year. Every, every year they win 100 games. They're the modern Braves.
You guys pay the players we don't want to pay, and I love that. Like, we sign Acuna to an eight-year, $30 million oh, like deal. you didn't want to pay Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Olsen worked out just fine. Led he the league in homers year. this year. He had a pretty good year. He's a stud. He drove in a run yesterday. Like, come on. Baseball stuff! I just, I feel bad doing that to fans. Now, if you talk trash to me, I wouldn't. If Joe would have come in last week, dude, if Cowboy, Orioles, Cowboy, Cowboy, yes. I'd have been like, okay. In your face. He totally would. If they would have won that game, you know Joe would have kicked in that door and screamed, how about them Cowboys? Maybe he would have. He's never talked trash about the O's. He just talks about the O's because they're good. I mean, they're well, not He good. talked about them when they suck, too. It's been it's like, a while. Yeah, and they're not good enough to win a playoff game, but they're good. <laughs> I don't know why. Why did I just do that? I don't know why I did it. Because it's fun. You went Regis Philbin all of a sudden. I, I did kind of go Philbin there, huh? I just... When somebody is response to your trash talk, it's not a response back. It's a, I'm looking down, not even looking at you and staring at my phone and acting as if I don't hear you. It makes me feel worse as a person. So maybe that was kind of his intent was, I don't have a comeback for this because my teams are all not very good right now. So my response is to ignore your existence. It's actually sneaky good move by Joe Fish. I'm just not going to respond to you. Uh, Mariner fan chiming in. The O's are going to hang an AL East banner uh, in their stadium next year. As a Mariner fan, I'd love to win more than 54% of our games and have a banner and then get swept in the ALDS. <laughs> I, that sounds like a pretty good outcome. Yeah. Winning winning a division and making, you know, winning 100 games. It'd be a lot of fun. It'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> making the right selection in a draft. That'd be a great thing if you're a Mariner fan. Well, you've now hijacked this segment to the point where people are saying, please talk Blazer preseason basketball. No, no more baseball. Um, oh, hello. So, Do you want to talk about the New Zealand Breakers coming to town tonight? Not going to happen. Is I Scoot going to drop 20? Want to talk about a stupid oh. owner that we can all commiserate about? Okay. including one person in particular on this show, doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on a mistake. And will it ever get resolved? Because there's two of these guys out there in the NFL. I'm going to start the final hour there. We'll get to the mail sack coming up at 8.15. Get your questions in, 503-864-6326. And then Bill Oram coming up at 8.30, columnist at the Oregonian. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.